the business savvy singer. Hey there, and welcome to the business savvy singer podcast. I'm Dr. Greta Pope, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast is dedicated to vocalists and to those who love them. We interview singers who are working professionally to get a glimpse into their lives and celebrate their personal journey to success. Join us weekly to learn how to move your career forward. Get tips and recommendations to help you realize the career of your dreams. You're listening to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast, brought to you by the privatemusicstudio.net, providing online education to build sustainable careers in music. Also, Eternal Wolf Music, producing audio for every need, and Greta Pope Entertainment, for the finest in entertainment. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. Today, I have a great lady with me. She's a a, a musical theater actress, and her name is Wydetta Carter. So excited to have you, Wydetta. How are you today? I am great. Thank you so much, Greta. Thank you for having me. I appreciate this. You are so welcome. I have long admired your work. You are talented. You are charming. So we want to know all about you. So tell me, where are you from? Wow. So I am from Erie, Pennsylvania. Oh, my. That's kind of an important area, right, during this time period. Including the city. Yeah. uh, Yeah. So I'm a Pennsylvania girl, born and raised. Wow. And so how did you, I know that you live in Chicago now. How did that happen? Tell us about your your education and how you happened to end up in Chicago. Okay. um, Well, let's just go further back. Um, I actually started... um, you know, like every probably every little girl does, taking dance lessons and everything at the age of four. Um, by by the age of eight, I was doing community theater in mm-hmm. my hometown. You know, I had the acting bug and the singing bug, um, and kept that going all you know through high school um, into college. Uh, but I went I went to two colleges, graduated from uh, Mercyhurst College in Erie, Pennsylvania, my hometown. But I went to Allegheny College first for two years as well. Okay. Um, and pretty law and communication. Okay. Uh, one of my majors. So <laughs> interesting that I that musical theater and you know this is what it is. Yeah. But my father, um, he always said, "You have been singing and dancing since you were four years old. <laughs> if you do not know what you're doing by now, and if you're not good at it." <laughs> he goes, <laughs> There's, why would you go to college to major in something that you've been doing all your life? Yeah, um, that's a good said, point. So we want you to major in something in case you change your mind. Yes. You know, four yes. years out of college. Yeah. But you have something that you really can fall back to. Right. And he said, I don't care. All your electives can be theater, singing, whatever. He goes, but please pick up a major. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, and I think a lot of parents think that way. Too. Of course, because they're concerned for you. Since you were eight years old. Yeah. And, you know, now you still need to go to college to learn how to. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes. Yeah, so I went to Mercier's College, which, um, like I said, is my hometown and graduated uh, with a, a BA in telecommunications um, and then a minor in law. Um, so. 
after that, I was that child who said, two weeks after college graduation, I'm moving to New York. Ha-ha. And so I went. Wow. And um, did that whole experience of, you know, sharing an apartment with three other actors, you know, because wow. all you're doing is sleeping there. The rest of it's right. Know, <laughs> you're either working, you know, working, auditioning, you know, or just you're in your 20s. You don't right. really care. That's right. Um, so, but I, what I found out is when I got there, I was pretty fortunate. I started working. Um, you know, of course, it was non-union pay, so yeah, you weren't getting that much. But I was still building my resume. Absolutely. So I started working uh, right away. Um, and then I started getting a lot of out-of-town jobs. Wow. And, um, you know, I was coming back to New York, but then going away. And, and uh, again, my father said, why are we helping you pay for a place that you're never <laughs> you keep <laughs> I said well, I understand that and it was like my father always spoke in the perfect time because mm -hmm. probably within that same year I did get a uh, a job outside of Louisville Kentucky um that lasted a complete year I did oh, a wow. complete season yeah that's great and, yes so I said okay you know, and I was actually making some good money and, <laughs> you know, building my resume again. And um, I came into Chicago just for a, a quick audition. Didn't think anything of it. Everybody's like, let's go to Chicago and audition. And so I did. Um, and then I got a call back. I was like, oh, wow. I have to go to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> um, but timing was everything because it was in between shows. Um, so I did. Um and I got the show. Wonderful. And I said, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but it was much later, so I got to finish the shows I, I was working on then. Um, and I came to Chicago, and the whole thing was go to Chicago, do the show, and then go back to New York. Mm -hmm. Did the show. <laughs> auditioned for another show. Got that show. Mm -hmm. And you can see where this is yep. going. It's like, yep. I'm going back to New York. But every time I auditioned, <laughs> I would get something. Right. Myself. That's and then great. I realized, I said, you know, Chicago is such a, it's a great city. Mm -hmm. All of this theater that's more, it seems to be more accessible to, yes. to me. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and wait, there are streets with trees and grass and yep. you don't have to go to Central Park in New York. To right. <laughs> you, right. You know what I mean? You don't really think about these things. Right. And I'm right. like, I grew up on a tree-lined street. Mm -hmm. I would like to live someplace where I can, you know. Yeah. And, of course, it, it may be expensive in Chicago, but not like New York. Oh, no, not at all like New York. For, yeah. Uh, you know, you can't even compare them. Yeah. Um, so as kept, things kept going, I said, well, I, I sort of like Chicago. That's great. And I think I'm going to make this my base. Um, however, I did not, uh, within that process, I do have an did end up getting an agent in New York. And, um, you know, he had said to me, you, you are going to be able to travel and do a lot of things. So, you know, he goes, don't lose me. He goes, keep <laughs> me. And, um, so I kept building on that. And of course, going back and forth, um, and getting national tours and things like that. So long story short, it was just, you know, happenstance that you go audition for something yep. and then, you know, yeah, uh, that's the, but that's the business. That's, that's, that's right. Business. That so is just, how it happens. Know, yeah, yeah. We're, we're kind of nomadic. We go where the work is, and sometimes that ends up being where our lives uh, are.
Right. So it's right. it's really great. So now tell us some of the um, shows that you've done. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> let's. I will say uh, my first show. Well, I'll, let's get to the professionals shows. When I say professional, you know the difference between community theater. Yes. And like that. Yes. So my first national tour was How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. I love um, that show. That starred Ralph Macchio. Um, and that was a wonderful experience. Now I had uh, done a couple non-union tours, mm-hmm. um, but there's a vast difference. Oh in, yes. in tour, Oh yeah. Uh, between professional and non-professional, mm-hmm. and um, it was an eye opener to the expectations in this business. I, I still think a lot of people enter the the not not just theater, but mm-hmm. enter the the entertainment world yeah. with these you know. The lights, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to be this, I'm going to be this. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. And you have to be ready to work. Yes, you do. Um, So when I got that that show, um, I will do, I'll pedal back a a moment. Before that, I actually worked um, on Norwegian Cruise Line. Okay. Um, I know them a little bit. (laughs) I know. (laughs) You know all all about that. Um, and uh, it was called The Dream. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I took that as a sign because the show that they were doing, it was a brand new ship that came out for NCL. Mm-hmm. And the show they were doing was Dream Girls. Yeah. And that, that <laughs> had been my, you know, I was like, come on, I am Effie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so auditioning for that and getting that show. But there's also, usually on a cruise ship, you do two other shows as well. Mm-hmm. You do a book show, and then there's a couple other shows that mm-hmm. you do. And the choreographer for one of those shows was a wonderful actor, singer-dancer named Wayne Salento. He was the original I Can Do That uh, kid. Oh, yeah, in Chorus, Chorus Line. Line. Yeah. Um, and here's why I say it's you make connections and things like that. So he had choreographed that. And um, when I came off the ship, I had auditioned for the show, and I did not know he was the choreographer oh, for that show. Okay. So even walking in, and having him see me, he just went, oh, my God. Hey, how are you? And, you know, <laughs> you're just like, woo-woo. You know, I was yeah. just happy to see him. Yeah. And then, um, to later to find out through him, he said, the minute you walked out the door, because I just looked at him and said, yeah, <laughs> we're going to hire her. That's and great. so, you know, that, again, connections that you make, you never mm-hmm. know. You never know. Um, so that led to that first tour of How to Succeed. Um, like I said, it was a wonderful experience touring all across the country. If you want to see the world or the country, just, yeah. you know, oh, a national yeah. tour can get you that. Yeah. Um, uh, probably within four months after that show closing, I did the national tour of Dream Girls. Wonderful. So, wonderful. Uh, not only did I get to do it on the cruise ship, but to do the national tour oh, yeah. of it was exciting. Oh, yeah. Um, and again, I, it was a different experience because even though I was playing Effie, I was the standby. I didn't okay. do it every night. Okay, okay. Um, and that is another um, experience that I, I wish a lot more people could have. Yes. Because a standby means you have to be ready. Yep. And you have to be ready at, at, at a, a moment's, moment's notice. notice. So you, you, you know, you are the one that steps in. That's right. To when I don't like, save the show, but save the show. Yeah, that's the, right. The lead cannot do it. That's right. Um, 
So that's a lot. That's a lot on you. But that's mm-hmm. a lot of trust in you. Right. That's that, right. And you're not in the show every night. Right. So you have to, their energy that you bring has right. to match. That's right. What everybody's been doing. That's right. Time. That's absolutely right. Right. So that was uh, fabulous. Um, and then um, I've done, <laughs> I was at, did a tour of Annie. And I'm going to tell you, <laughs> that's a learning experience. Children and pets. Oh, Yeah. Animals, uh, <laughs> animals will upstage you. Yep. Get over it. Yep. That's Just right. Get over it. That's right. And very unpredictable. That's right. Very unpredictable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, very fun. A lot of fun, though. I mean, mm-hmm. they keep you. I mean, come on, children and yeah. and animals. They keep you youthful, and that's right. You just have to smile, and <laughs> um, really make you, you know, appreciate what you're doing. Yes. And then you see these young, talented kids. I mean. You know that show. Oh, These yeah. little girls singing and yep. carrying a show, a 12-year-old yep. carrying a show. It's amazing. Like, I wasn't ready for that because <laughs> I was in my 20s. And then, what well, you you know, but yeah. to carry a major show like yeah. that at 12. It's unbelievable. So, um, yeah, what I've been able to see mm-hmm. um, has been phenomenal. Uh, I will say one of the shows that I've been associated with for 14 years, and perhaps you've heard of it, it's called Menopause the Musical. Yes, I have heard of it. Okay. Yes. Um, I have toured the country with that show for probably four, probably 12 of the 14 years, off and on. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But I was in the original Chicago company of that show. And uh, the uniqueness of that show, and also... Um, how you engage the audience mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. that show. It really made me, I'm just so happy this is the profession I chose. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, yeah, you're, not only are you doing what you enjoy, and, and you know, it, if you don't enjoy what you're doing, it, first of all, A, why are you doing it? And B, it comes across that you really, that's right. you're not connecting. That's you're not right. there. That's so right. that show alone with women of a certain age who are mm-hmm. just, you know. <laughs> and yes, I may be a little younger. I started doing the show before I really knew what menopause was. <laughs> but now that I'm welcoming it, I know everything know I need to know. all about it, yes. And, you know, and I'm like, ah. Now I, I get it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. So, um, but I, you know, I've done, that's on the, the national level. Uh, but I've done some other tours in between there. They're, they're shorter. Those are yeah. other ones have been for like years. Those yeah. For years yeah. Um, but uh, locally, uh, the first show I actually did here in the city was at the Marriott Lincolnshire. It was a musical mm-hmm. uh, theater, uh, dinner theater. Um, and that was Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, yes. So uh, Little, shop, another little fun, Shop of fun. Horrors. Yes, yes, you know. <laughs> Monster eating, man, man, <laughs> monster eating plant and everything else. Um, a lot of fun. A yep. lot of fun. Um, and, of course, you know, Ate Misbehaving. Yeah. And, uh, hairspray and Showboat. Yeah. And, you know, it, uh, Riches of Madison County. Yeah. Foot, I mean, you know, it yeah, just. it's wonderful. As you can tell, musical theater is my yeah. first love. Yes. Um, but I've done, you know, plays and things too, mm-hmm, but, you know, mm-hmm. you're a singer and, yeah. you know, get the gigs. You That's do, right. You do, you do best. That's right. Um, so, yeah, I, I have been very, very, very fortunate to um, have a career that I, I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and really be active, Mm -hmm. um, very active in my union as well. Um, And just, you know, I just wish everyone, if if this is your passion and it's something that you really want to commit to, you know, then then go for it. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. It is hard work, big commitment, you know, but we are so lucky to be able to work at what we love. We are right. so lucky. And if you can, right. if you can figure that out um, and make that work for you, there's nothing better in the world. And then sooner or later, you know, usually your focus is one thing, but as you, you know, create that and your name is out there, then you can start branching out. Right. You know, then it's commercial work. Right. Uh, you know, it's filming TV. Right. Um, and then, of course, you know, cabaret. Yep. And th- and I, you know, I've dabbled in cabaret since, uh, when I say dabbled, I really did mm-hmm. in my hometown. I did two cabaret shows before I even left there. Mm-hmm. Not really even knowing. I'm like, oh, I've been to a cabaret show in New York. And I think I can do that here. Yeah. Again, nobody was doing it. Yeah. In my yeah. hometown. So, yeah. Here I am in my 20s going, well, I, you know, can work with people and put the show together. And I had a musical director and everything. And, um, and then when I worked um, on the cruise ship for the first time, I um, had the opportunity to do a cabaret show mm-hmm. on my own. They asked me mm-hmm. um, if I would do it. And I was like, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, anytime you would give me a mic and, <laughs> and then pay me a little on the side, I appreciate it. That's that. great. That's <laughs> um, great. So you, you learn from, you learn from that too. And, um, and now, you know, the cabaret world has seemed to me, it goes up and down, up and down. It depends on where you are. And, you know, it's a little different in every place you go. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I, I have a a theory about cabaret. I think any style of music, if you're doing it in an intimate setting, that is cabaret. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. It doesn't matter what style of music you're bringing to that audience, but you're connecting right. with them. Uh-huh. And that's something, you know, I think if people can kind of just relax a little bit and realize that, you know, a lot of people will ask me, well, what do I need to, you know, what kind of music do I need to do to do cabaret? It's like, well, what do you like doing and how can you bring that to your audience in an intimate, uh, meaningful way? Right. And if you can do right. that, then you are doing cabaret. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Um, a lot of summer stock theaters um, have what one good thing about doing a summer stock is they usually have a Monday Monday night and a Sunday night series where they let the actors in the shows. Would you like to do a show? Mm-hmm. Would you like you know our you know our uh, community enjoys just hearing you sing? Yes. I, I, that's a cabaret show. Yeah, that's a cabaret show. That, that's, that's a right. cabaret show. It's that's in right. a different setting. Yeah. Um, it's usually, you know, and people are, you know, having cocktails or right. eating, you know, appetizers mm-hmm. and things. It's, it's mm-hmm. and it's you and anything, right. anywhere from a piano to four pieces, to that's however. Right. That's right. Um, but people realize that, too. oh my gosh. I'm like, you yeah. can do that. <laughs> my one friend goes, I don't do cabaret. I'm like, actually, yes, you've been you working do. at this theater <laughs> for four years and you do a yep. Monday night series That's every right. summer. That's right. You, you're doing cabaret. That's right. That's right. And he goes, oh, I thought that was, I'm like, people no, don't get it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's just in your mindset what you're used right. to. Right. Because a lot of people look at cabaret. When I first thought about it, I, you know, the, the old musicals, you know, from the 40s and 50s, yeah. where they're always going to a supper club, right? And meeting, and someone gets up and does this whole yep. performance, and the, you know, 
Yeah. Which I never really understood how that worked. <laughs> and the band yeah. knows the music like, and everything. Yeah, with no mic and everything. You sound fabulous. I don't know how you're being heard or how you're singing the band. Um, but that supper club feel, what I think people, that's what's in their mind. Yes. Yes, and they don't right. realize that it doesn't have to, to be, be that. that. But that's where that came from. Yeah, you're right. You know? You're right. So yeah. Um, so a lot of people are doing cabaret and don't even know. Yeah, they don't even know it. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. So what would you tell a singer starting out today? What, uh, what would you tell them about how to move their career forward, what the pitfalls might be? Just what kind of advice would you have for them? The first uh, piece of advice would be to whatever you choose to do, be unique to yourself. Mm-hmm. If you let too many other people add this, add this, add this, it doesn't become you anymore. Mm-hmm. You're doing what everyone else wants. Yes. Um, observe other people. Go to see some shows mm-hmm. and go and speak to other performers who are doing it to find out these little, these little things. But if you are a singer and you truly, truly want to present this, like you said, create from your heart, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, we know what you, when I think about how many songs are in my head or what I know or what yeah. I've sung, um, you can create from that. Absolutely. You really can create from that. Um, but take your time to do it right. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say, start singing in front of a mirror to see how you do you like what you're doing when you're singing? Because you see yourself. Right. With your hairbrush. With your hairbrush. Um, <laughs> what do you see when you're singing? Yeah, that's right. Do you have a gorgeous voice, but all you do is stand there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The energy that you need to bring with you, no matter what performance, we're talking auditions, you know, whatever. You have to have energy in your entire body, not just that's coming right. from here. That's absolutely right. So... And a lot of people are like, oh, I don't like mirrors. I'm like, you're going to have a problem. Yeah. And because people, you don't know what people are seeing. That's right. And people will also say, I don't like to hear my voice recorded. My thought is, you're going to have a problem. Because you right. want to have a clear, objective view of what people are seeing and hearing, hearing. when they come to see you. You know, Right. It's very unrealistic to not want to see yourself or hear yourself. Yeah. So, and, and so that makes me wonder, I'm like, mm-hmm. yep. okay, well, you know, um, so when you say that there's something I have, uh, that is called, I call it songography and I offer a couple, um, master classes a year and I do individual work. It's, mm-hmm. it's just what it is. Mm-hmm. It's songography. Mm-hmm. How are you presenting your song? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm not there to, you know, tell you what song to sing. Right. But we have people that, and you, you and I know, they'll sing a complete song with their eyes closed. Right. Right. People don't know. They don't right. know. You sound great, but I yeah. can't see. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what you want me to feel from this. Right. You know? Right. So, and it's not that every song you have to move and dance and everything, yeah. but you have to have energy and you have to be present. Yes. And if you want me to engage with you, how are you doing that? Yeah. And you have Can to you be. Can you not look at your audience? Can right. Can you not. That's right. You know, um, and, and, and think, even with patter, when people create, you know, patter is, you know, the mm, communication the chat. between mm-hmm. you and the audience mm-hmm. between shows. I mean, between songs. What are you actually saying? Are you giving us information about you, about the song or whatever? Or do you just think 
you didn't tell me, you know, Gershwin was born in, you know, 19, right. uh, okay. Yeah. But how yeah. does that relate? So, you know, songography, let's create in this song, what do you want me to get from? That's right. What um, is your story? You have to be authentic to yourself because you and I could sing the same song and it could come across very differently because our stories oh, are different. Our right. personas are different. Our experiences right. are different. So right. everybody has their own story to tell. And, and the more people come to recognize that and, and want to have their eyes open and want to have a story to tell to the audience, right. um, you know, and, and receive from the audience. You know, when you're performing, it's not only a one-way street. You right. receive a lot from the audience, certainly in a cabaret setting, mm -hmm. you know, where they and are the giving back to, to you. be involved. Absolutely, they do. Absolutely, they do. They'll shout out answers to if that's you right. That's right. That's right. And it can change you know? the tenor of your entire show from one performance to the next, depending upon the personality of the audience. So Correct. you know, you you have to learn to draw upon all of those things. So you're you're right. absolutely right. That's great. Um, but it, it, it is, like I said, it's not just cabaret. It's if you go to an audition. Oh, sure. There's a big difference in walking in and like, oh, that person has a gorgeous voice, but there was nothing behind it. That's then. right. You know. That's right. Um, and the next person come in and sing that same song. That's right. And then and at the end, they're like, yes, feet. thank you so much. Yes, that's they're right. Like, they didn't do that when I sang. Like, right. <laughs> I wasn't in the room with you, but but I have been on the other side of the table yes, observing. Yes, so it, have I. People yeah. that I know, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, you've yeah. got to so yeah, and I think you have to do that with with every song. And again, yeah. I'm not when I say songography, I do not mean that you have to move and walk and yeah. dance, dance and everything. It's just you have to what, be present. What is, what is yes? Create yes. the moment. Yes, create what you yes. want us absolutely to see. You know how how would you you know if you wanted me to see the color purple while you're singing, what what would you put in right. that? What's coming out of you to right. make me see That's absolutely what right. you are singing about? Yeah, yeah. You know, and if you don't have an answer to that, again. Back to home. the drawing board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that that is so true. And, and that that's such an important thing for young singers or, or kind of newbie singers coming along mm -hmm. to understand, you know, that, that yes, it's important to have a beautiful voice. It's important to be dressed nicely. But really what people want is your essence, what you right. have to offer. Right. And, and first, in order to offer your essence, you have to kind of be in touch with your essence. You have to know what, what your essence is. Right. Yeah. Right. So, right. you know, and, there's and, a lot to it. Uh, another thing I would say is um, the style of a song. It, you know, I'm always impressed and I love it when there's a song that you've heard. So it's always like this upbeat song. And then somebody has said, you know what, let's just slow this down. Mm -hmm. These words mm -hmm. are really meaningful. Let me, let me yeah. slow this down and, and made, made, yeah. made a samba out of it. Yeah. So people will like get in, you know, and that becomes unique to you then. That yes. person goes, oh yeah, you're the one who did right. that song. You did such a, you made it a song. Right. Oh my gosh, that was, yeah. you know. That's so all right. of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, yeah. I, I can do that. Change it up. Yeah. You know, yeah. we know, you know, you're going to do a Whitney Houston song. Hello, we know Whitney Houston. <laughs> and if you start to do it and you're trying to, you know, Mimic. do exactly what she mm -hmm. did, people are going to expect a lot of it. That's right. But if you 
say, you know what, let me just change this up. Let yeah. me, you know, make it more unique. Now people are going to go, oh, yes, but I like Wydetta's version. Yes, of, that's right. That's she right. did, you know. That's right. Um, that's right. You, you, uh, here's a prime example. Um, the song, I Will Survive, mm-hmm. Larry Gaynor. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Gladys Knight did that really slow yes. version. Yes. Which really told a story. I told a story. That's One right. is about dancing and having right. a good time. And her version of it right. was, oh, no. Yes. <laughs> You're not coming serious. back to That's her. right. And, and you listen to these <laughs> words. Right. And she was just giving it to you. Yep. She was just sitting on a stool and just. That's right. I was like. That's right. Fantastic. Thank you. Fantastic. Yes. You know? Yes. So, yeah. Make, That's great. You are presenting yourself. So whatever you can do to make it you. That's great. That, great advice. That's what's going to get people to go, oh, thank you so much. You're right. You're right. Because if I wanted to hear the, the other one, I'd yeah, go turn That's you know, right. Turn my iPod and listen to that. <laughs> that's right. You know what I mean? Not that's that right. some people don't do it well. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. I'm happy that you can hit these high notes and, yeah. and all these other yeah. people. That's great. But guess what? If you can't hit those high notes, what can you still give me with this song? Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So. Great response. Great response. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Wydetta. This has been such a pleasure talking with you. You are such a talented lady. I just, I love hearing you sing. I love hearing your stories. And I wish you you. much, much continued success. And we're going to put some uh, press releases and so forth uh, from Wydetta in our show notes. So we hope that you guys will check them out. She's had quite a wonderful career and continues to have a wonderful career. Thanks, Wyatta. Thank you so much. Sure, you're welcome. Mm, Bye-bye. Bye. The holidays are coming up, and it's time to start thinking about gifts for those special people in your life. Do you know an aspiring instrumentalist or singer? Take a moment to head on over to theprivatemusicstudio.net and check out the many offerings. There are options for folks of all ages and experience levels. Put a smile on someone's face with a gift of music. The Business Savvy Singer Podcast is brought to you by the PrivateMusicStudio.net, Eternal Wolf Music, and Greta Pope Entertainment. Let us know if you know of a singer who is having great success in the music business. We'd love to share their story and their journey on this podcast. Send your emails to info at gretapope.com. We've had a great time with you today. See you next time on the Business Savvy Singer Podcast. The Business Savvy Singer. Singer.